Let's do it sexy. Challenges can make you. Challenges can break you. Challenges can take you further when you dare to challenge yourself. I'm Ashley. I'm Joy. Welcome. Come on in. The water's fine. What's keeping you stuck in a rut? It's not them, it's your mindset. You see, I'm not your mom, your aunt, your daddy, your bestie, or even your supervisor. I am Dr. Joy Well, and I have one goal, to read the letters you courageously send to me and support you with recommendations to, well, kick sabotage to the curb and find your own version of joy. So welcome to my show, Ask Dr. Joy Well, featured every single Warrior Wednesday. And who am I? Oh, I'm a therapist. I am a self-sabotage solutionist, a mental wellness expert, researcher, and world-class presenter. So come on in. We shine well here every Warrior Wednesday. Ask Dr. Joy Well. See you inside. Hello, Dr. Joy Well here. So excited to be with you today. Right now, I want to ask you a question. My question for you is, where are you on your wellness journey? One is, I don't have a wellness plan. I do what I want, when I want, how I want with whom I want. If you're at a one, let me know. Let's go up the scale. If you're at about three or four, you are aware and care about wellness, but aren't really at a stage where you're um, actively pursuing wellness. If you're at a five or six, you're middle of the road. Sometimes you really care and you jump on a bandwagon of wellness. And other times you're like, whatever, you know, it's whatever, you know, sometimes, you know, you may be emotional and decide you want to go and have the biggest burger ever. And other times you pack all of your lunches You meal prep, you just are in that middle phase. But if you're moving into eight, nine, 10, then that means that wellness is a priority for you. Wellness mentally, emotionally, financially, psychologically, cognitively, just all of the above and all of your relationships because wellness is not a eating and exercise thing. And I think we get that wrong. Wellness is overall. It is the tempo and the balance of your body. So if you're at a one and that's where you are, I want you to own that one. If you're at a five, six, seven, I want you to own that five, six, seven. 
If you're at an eight, a nine, or a 10, I want you to own it, but with the caveat that you can just easily drop back to five, four, three, two, or one with any sort of trigger or turning point in your life. And so keeping in mind that just because we're on a journey of wellness in areas of our lives doesn't mean that we are well. Yep, you heard me say that. It doesn't mean that we are well. It means that we continue to be in a process towards progress. Why did I ask that? Well, because when we think about wellness, we tend to think about, you know, grinding in the gym, hydrating, getting all of uh, the nutrients that you need, taking vitamins, intermittent fasting. But one part of wellness that I think has gone lacking, um, and particularly over the past year, is interpersonal wellness. What does it mean to be interpersonally well? It means that you end up having um, what I call uh, good, solid relationships, um, respectful, mannerly relationships with the people in your life. If that's not happening, or if it's happening less frequently than you desire, then what you want to do is take stock of that. Not only is it important to have a good relationship with yourself, and I talked about that in a previous podcast, but it's also great to have an incredible relationship with those around you, your neighbor, your um, the, the people at your job, the store clerk that you may pass by, even the person at the drive-thru who got your order wrong your boyfriend, your partner, your wife, your husband, your children, your cousins, the uncle or the auntie that gets on your last nerves. How do you make a positive impact in your wellness journey in an interpersonal way, in an interpersonal dimension? Because that's one of the dimensions of wellness. And so I encourage you, I just want to throw out some key points to remember. First, I want you to think about the scale, right? And you heard me mention financials. You heard me mention uh, physical, cognitive, psychological, and emotional are all different. So I encourage you to look those up. But when we start to talk about interpersonal wellness, really what I'm referring to is essentially looking again at how we relate to others and others relate to us, both perception going out and perception coming in. The question always comes out, what do people perceive of you? I think it's important to ask the question to those you, you trust to give you a real good raw dog answer. The answer being, you know, something that you may not like, but you should definitely ask, what is it that you perceive of me in terms of how I act, how I treat other people, all the above? So that's important. But here's the other thing. 
and I want to give you five points to take with you. It is that interpersonal dialogue, dialect, communication, which is basically how we relate to other people, is something that dynamically changes throughout our entire lives. It's not one way forever, though we have personalities, of course. It's one way that becomes what I like to call, um, it's just a, a transcendent, transformational, um, and, it, and it changes with experiences that we have. And so as we grow, it doesn't look like a line that's just horizontal and static It has all kinds of twists, turns, circles, and all these things along the line and of the the, the process of your life. So here are five steps to better interpersonal communication, better interpersonal wellness, because you can be the most buff, hottest person in the world but have the nastiest attitude. And so we want to work on that. We can all work on that. I mean, I think about myself and just to share a quick story, I was always seen as very happy and bubbly. Um, And as soon as I began to really put my foot down and say no and decide I wasn't going to be a doormat Um, and all the above, just, you know, really making my voice heard. Um, it's amazing how people changed toward me. Um, people said I was uptight or, um, ice queen, emotionless. And it wasn't that it was just me, um, trying to navigate a world that I perceived as threatening and unkind. And because I had I just really, really, I held that in for so long, then it came out in a very unique way. I just didn't mind speaking my mind. And then I got to a place, and I realized this in the pandemic, where as an introvert, naturally, I didn't mind being at home. It's like, yeah, hey, let's do it. Let's be at home, make it work. <laughs> and... So what I recognized was in this time of the pandemic, and I've seen it as a therapist working with clients and couples, it's interesting, the dynamics. When you are forced to be at home or to be less socially connected and you have to deal with yourself, or you get into a place of comfort where you love the fact that you don't have to interact, then it's important to come out of that haze so that your relationships continue to stay well and stay healthy. Not just your relationship with yourself, but your relationship in general. I think it's possible. Now, that being said, I want to give the five tips and I wish I wish all of you an amazing, amazing 
rest of the day, week, wherever you are in this. I want to give you these five tips for better interpersonal communication. And um, hopefully this will be a help to you. I encourage you to go to our podcast website, Challenge Pod, Challenge P is in Polly, O, D is in dog, dot WordPress, dot com. Also, that WednesdayLife.com to hear more. We have blogs. Um, there are um, some amazing podcasts. So you can totally check in and spend the whole day reading through lots of material. And we encourage you to comment as well. Because when you comment, it really does open up the floor for even more dialogue post-podcast. So we love to hear from you. Number one, on the way to interpersonal wellness, I think this one is going to be really obvious to most people. Number one is you need to first have some level of self-awareness. Where's your self-awareness? Do Are you aware Are you aware of how you feel, think, believe, and then how you relate to others? Are you aware of how you feel, think, and believe, and how you relate to others? If you have no self-awareness, then you can't have others' awareness either. Because what happens is the two go together. So if you want wellness in your life in an interpersonal manner, it starts with self-awareness. You know, um, not obsessively so. I think some people are obsessive over um, how they're perceived. And it's okay to think about it or even to ask questions, but not to be obsessive with it. So self-awareness is key. How do I get self-awareness? Well, one of the ways that you grow in self-awareness is through journaling, through um, really through assessment of your day. Um, I think we tend to come in after a long day, Netflix binge or eat with the family, go through all the routines, and then we get up and do it again the next day. Where did you actually invest in literally taking the time to look at how you went through your day? How did you feel? What were you thinking? Did you get upset? What irritated you? Having a level of self-awareness is so important. That way we're not burying emotions, burying resentment, and you know, being passive aggressive, frankly, at work. Some people don't realize that that's exactly what they're doing. And one of the reasons that they're doing it is boom, 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 because they find themselves in a situation where they have literally allowed themselves to stuff down everything that they think or feel because, oh, well, it doesn't matter. We're all here. We got to figure this out together. You're on a Zoom meeting and someone says something negative. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm good. Let it roll. But you didn't really let it roll. So it's important to have a level of self-awareness on the way to more interpersonal wellness. So write that down. Build self-awareness. 
That means being intentional about getting to know yourself and who you are not right, not back then, but here, right now. Number two is, is curiosity, getting to know other people. I think it's interesting how we can pass by people, and I know we're in a pandemic and, and it's a little bit different, but I think it's interesting that we can pass by people up and down and right and left and never take the time to really be curious, not nosy, but curious. How are you today? Okay. How's your family? You enjoying the week? What could be different? You know, really taking the time to open up and be curious about others helps get out of our own head. I mean, because many of us are stuck in our own head about how we think people are perceiving us and how dare that person say that. Or, you know, our family has a lot of things going on that we just don't take the time to really be curious about other people. And when you're not curious about other people, you can't develop interpersonal wellness, which leads me to number three, which is practicing conversation. One of the ways to develop an interpersonal wellness is through the practice of conversation. Conversation is an art. And we generally just tend to go into it. Hey, how you doing? Um, But we don't look at it with a lens of, hey, you know what? There's an art to this. That means taking that curiosity forward. The practice of conversation is so key because you have to assess someone's nonverbals, what they're uncomfortable with. And you can tell because they'll start shifting around or they'll want to change the subject. And, you, you know, learning how to flow with that and not push. And then also you're looking, you're looking and listening to the, the verbals, what's being said. All of these things become super important when you're looking forward. So we're talking curiosity, we're talking self-awareness with a smattering of others' awareness, right? Starting with yourself, having curiosity about others, and then moving forward into the art of conversation. Not just sending someone a text message or a DM, but really taking the time to really round out a strong conversation with both open-ended and closed-ended questions. Open-ended, you know, tell me more about that. Closed-ended, when did that happen, right? Those are the differences in in your connection. Is really focusing on well-formed questions. Yes, I'm giving you some of the tools of the trade, you know, of, of communication, ways to really open people up. But if you're not asking any open-ended questions, you could be putting people on the defense because it sounds like they're on a court stand. So be very careful because I know a lot of people's parents use a lot of closed-ended questions. Where have you been? Um, you know, did you get your room clean? And maybe 
that's what you're used to. And so that's how your communication style goes forward. So keep that in mind. So open-ended questions become super, super important. Another key way for interpersonal wellness that I want to give you is, is really looking back at your past. Yeah, I know. Who wants to go there? Who wants to go there? But if you don't deal with your past, it will deal with you. The way that your girlfriend or your boyfriend treated you back in high school should not be showing up in your relationships right now. And if it is, then I'm really encouraging you to deal with that. Deal with that. I'm just going to put it out there. Deal with the demon of that. Deal with the darkness of that. Because that's going to keep you from moving forward. So hear ye, hear ye. (laughs) Make sure to deal with that before it deals with you. Make peace with your past through therapy. And it can be creative therapy. It doesn't have to be talk therapy. Some of you think that you got to just come and sit on someone's couch. Maybe it's art therapy. Maybe it's EMDR. Maybe it's cognitive processing. Maybe it's emotional focus, emotionally focused therapy. Perhaps there's someone in your life that you want to bring with you in the therapeutic room for family therapy. Maybe they're not a blood relative, but they are considered your family. Whatever it is, you need to make peace with your past and do it in whatever way that you can because that is what holds us back Most of all, when we look at interpersonal communication and interpersonal wellness, the past keeps cropping up and you see one thing in a person that reminds you of who hurt you or how they hurt you and that triggers you and then you become the monster that you have been running from. So right now, if I were to ask you on the interpersonal scale one to ten so we did first we did wellness scale right now I want to do interpersonal scale with one being I really truly suck interpersonally I can't tell what's going on like people have to spell things out for me Um, I'm not self-aware you know that's your one okay so if you're at a one or a two own that own that right now on the way to where you're headed If you're at a three or four and you have some self-awareness and you're pretty good interpersonally, that's cool too. Thank you (laughs) for, you know, being, you know, just kind of acknowledging that you have been doing a little bit of work on it, but that you still have miles and miles to go before you, you know, really are what I call a master at communication, conversation, connection. Maybe there are some intimacy kinds of issues that you have right now, right? So it's important to look at that and to say, you know what, I'm, I'm about a three, four. Like There are some things that I do well and there are some things that I suck at and I, sa- I sabotage myself in those areas. Five, six, sevens, you tend to navigate pretty well 
You can hold conversations with people. You notice certain things about people. You know when to stop. Sometimes you get tripped up, but you know when to stop pressing buttons. And you know when you need a break. You set good boundaries for yourself. Those boundaries are another key factor. If you haven't read the book by Dr. Cloud, Boundaries, I encourage you to read Boundaries. Sometimes people want to read the new agey stuff, and I'm like, you just need to go back to the foundations and, and read Boundaries with Dr. Cloud. So those of you who are in the 9 or 10 range, you are becoming more of a master. You see yourself interpersonally well. You're able to navigate social situations um, without a lot of trauma. Um, even the most uncomfortable situation, you find a way to be at home. So those, those situations really um, can be anything from an uncomfortable work conversation, an argument with your partner, what have you. You're pretty steady. You're pretty steady. And I love that about people. You know, I love the steady folks. But it doesn't mean that you don't need to still work at it because whether you're an introvert, extrovert, ambivert, whatever you want to call yourself, there will never be someone that is perfect at the art of communication. But we can, on the spectrum of interpersonal wellness, get better. We can get better. We can get brighter. We can get more focused on not just how we're feeling, but how other people may be feeling by what we say. We can be better at our word choices. We can just be better. So I say that to say to you, um, I want you to really engage with your interpersonal wellness score. And if you I feel led, we'd love for you to share with us your score. And let us know. Um, you know, where, what your score is, why you feel like it's that way. I'd love to hear from you. You can send us a message on uh, thatwednesdaylife.com. You can join us on Instagram and Facebook at challenge.courage. You can send us a message there. Um, and also you can email us at the, the name of our podcast, Challenge Yourself. So challenge Y O. So challenge Y O self. Challenge yourself at gmail.com or hello at that Wednesday life.com. And I hope that we've kind of we've kind of gone over a couple of things in this realm of wellness. And this really is a message that I think goes forward. So I hope you were able to take notes. I'm actually gonna sit back and listen again to myself because you know what when you enter your zone of genius you know the area where you feel like you can really share with people what's going on you want to go back and listen because it's important to go back and hear yourself so for some of you writing down your words may not be as effective as audio journaling because you get go get to go back and listen to how you sound. And I think that's important too. So see, I gave you just another tip. And with that being said, I want you to challenge yourself. Challenge yourself in wellness. 
Challenge yourself to go further than you've ever gone before. Challenge yourself to be bolder in areas where you've been shrinking back. And challenge yourself to be calmer and quieter in areas where you tend to lash out or where you feel like you just have to be the center of attention. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself in your communication to go beyond texting and to really have a decent conversation to stop stonewalling when your partner has something important they want to say and to really focus on being the lover, the partner, the friend, the family member, the coworker who is who is really focused not only on yourself but on others and on how to create a healthy environment around you. And the only way to do that is through you. You can't make anyone else change. It's you. So if, if you want to just take your finger right now and point at your heart and just say, it's me. No one else can change you, but you. You can't change anyone else. And so you got to focus on yourself. With that being said, I'm Dr. Joy. Thank you for joining me today and challenge yourself. See you soon. Greetings to you, Challenge Yourself listeners from around the globe. Yes, we are a global community and it is so exciting to be a part of it with you. We've been expanding. I remember when we were so excited that we had reached one additional country but now we've reached so many countries. So besides uh, being here in America, we have reached Ireland, Oman, the United Kingdom, Australia and the Philippines, Puerto Rico, Nigeria, Germany, Belgium, Indonesia, Singapore, Switzerland, Spain, and Canada. And then right here in our own country, the United States of America, we see you North Carolina, Texas, Virginia, Washington State, Ohio, Florida, California, Kansas, Iowa, Oregon, South Carolina, Georgia, Missouri, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and Illinois, as well as Tennessee, Maryland, Oklahoma, and Louisiana. You all are incredible. Keep listening, keep watching, share with your friends, and enjoy for us, with us, and by us. We are so grateful that you're challenging yourself every day to be better than you were the day before. We wish you love, peace, and joy, all the things, and have an amazing 2021. Nothing can stop us now. Challenge yourself.